Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Oh, there's the mute button. Okay. Um, good morning, everyone. We, um, I think there's, there's not as very many people here this week. Oh, there they are. People are coming in now. So let's get started. I think Gabriel's here. I see his picture there. So we were just going to do a part two of last week. Can you let me know either um, in the chat or in the comments or emojis or whatever? Were you on the call last week? or raise your hand or come off mute or open to turn your camera on all of the above. Let us know. All right. So I do have a few people. Thank you for turning your cameras on. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we were asked, Gabriel and I were here last week talking about, um, ways to get your buyers offers accepted in this market. And there were a lot of really good tips that came out of that. The number one thing that came out of it was that people wanted more. <laughs> so we're back to do a part two of uh, ways to get your buyer's offers accepted in this market. So if you were on the call last week, what were some of the big things that you took away from that? Angel, I know you were here. Can I, I'm just going to call on you. Call no, on that's you. okay. Good morning. And I like the fancy intro to the, to the power huddle. That was awesome. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I can't forget is I love the idea of bringing an inspector to um, the preview, right? Scheduling in advance prior to submitting an offer if your clients are serious about it. So I thought that was a great takeaway for me. Yeah, I did. I had actually never thought about that. Um, I mean, of course, we do. We do pre-inspections a lot, uh, like where you actually do a full inspection prior. But a lot of sellers, I mean, I work with a lot of sellers right now, and a lot of sellers are actually opposed to allowing pre-inspections because then what's going to do is take their their take their showing time off. Right. Because they have to allocate two hours for an inspection when that could be four showings or eight showings, depending on how you allocate the time. So I really liked that idea. That was awesome. Yeah, good, 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 good job on that one, Gabriel. I love that one. That was awesome. <laughs> Anyone else? What other take, who was here last week? Who had some takeaways from that last week? No one else was here? No? Okay, well. Let's um, talk about moving forward. So we wanted to do a part two. I know there were a lot of a lot of questions that came up last week. So um, um, we are going to start there. So hi, Gabriel. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Hey, again. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me again. I'm glad everybody uh, got a, a lot of value. You know, all the positive feedback was awesome. So yeah, uh, good. I'm glad to be here again. Yes, absolutely. Um, so. I mean, let's kind of let's kind of pick up where 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 we left off last week. A lot of I think a lot of what we talked about were yeah, little tips and things that you can do. But one thing that you're really good with, and I think you called out last week, was the mindset of us as agents in this market. Um, yeah. You know, and that's kind of like my biggest takeaway was you know if you go into this market as a buyer's agent and you already have the defeatist mentality as you walk into the market. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so hard. You can't do it unless you do this. And just like if you already walk into it with um, that mentality, it kind of makes it harder. Right. I mean, it's kind of like 
why are you gonna it's like quitting before you even get to the starting line yeah okay. it's like losing before you even start it's you know i you know how they say uh not they say it's a fact it's a statistic 87 percent of agents fail within five years i actually and, think the number is 89 now and I think not right. raised it to 89% because there's so many agents getting into the business now because it's easy, um, yeah. easy money. Um, yeah, so exactly. <laughs> I, think they, I think they raised that stat. It's actually like 89% now. I believe it. And it's, it's, uh, it's most people just in general, if you were to take a poll, I think 87 to 89% of people just have a defeated mindset already, you know, just everything in, in life, I guess, it beats you up. And you just have, you have to learn and go through the motions to improve your mindset. And it's a, it's a, like, you know about the gym because you love going to the gym. Mm -hmm. Your mindset is the same thing. Like how often do you go to the mindset gym? And if you don't go every single day, you're done. You're done because you know, your muscles physically, you go to the gym, you work out and I'm like, I'm no expert here, but okay. But, um, you work out and something happens to your body and it kind of like takes a couple of days to, uh, to repair itself. What do you call it, Linnea? Recover. Uh, you have to recover. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think your mind, if you exercise your mind every, let's say you, you do something today, meditation, write down your goals, whatever, you step outside, somebody cuts you off, you're done. Like your mind just, it's, it's not like your muscles that just keep recovering and then you go back. I think it, because we have so many thoughts, so many things in our life, so many distractions, we have to consciously all the time be working on, like by default, get to the point where you condition your mind by default, you truly see the good in everything, right? That guy cut me off. Oh, good. That probably needs, I need to drive more careful. I need to slow down. I need to be in control of my car and not worry about that car. You know, just everything. That's kind of where I've been myself, you know? So I, I agree with that. I agree. Like, you know, I, I can relate so much of my experience with my fitness journey. I mean, for those of you who um, Gabriel brought it up, so I'm just going to kind of give a little highlight to it real quick. So I started on my fitness journey about uh, 20 years ago. <laughs> and it started because I got to an age in life where all of a sudden I couldn't eat what I wanted to anymore and look the way I wanted to or feel the way I wanted to. And I figured that out 20 years ago. So I was still young um, when I figured it out. But um, part of what Gabriel was talking about is having that mindset where it's like every single day, like literally every single day for the last 20 years, I have committed to myself that this is something I'm going to be on. And now at the, we're at the age I'm at, people tell me all the time, like, oh my gosh, look at your arms. I mean, this is like, this is going to sound kind of like, I'm trying not to be douchey, just so you know, like I'm trying to <laughs> give you an example, but people say it all the time. Like, hey, I just, I want to have your arms. And I look at them, I'm like, well, you can, you can have them. You just have mm -hmm. to work for it. And it's not something that happens overnight. It's not something I told you 20 years ago is when I started. And just now, like at the age of 42, I'm kind of like, all right, all right. I love the way I look. I love the way I feel every single day, but it's taken me 20 years to do it. So yeah. it's just having that like mentality every day that you got to stick to it. And it's important. And the, and really like, I think for me, it's like really enjoying the journey. And I can relate that to being an agent too. It's enjoying the journey. It's yeah. not just about getting people in contract. It's the journey of what can I learn with this client? What can I learn with this particular transaction? So yes. I always, uh, I want to tell you guys also, I tell people all the time, like 
you know, real estate's pretty boring. Like when you take out all the drama and all the fun stuff, like seminars and going on vacation every other month, it's boring. It's like, there's really nothing. But if you can find what you love about real estate, whatever it is for like, for me, I was thriving when I was in downtown LA for several years because I love lofts and I would just love to show them and talk about them and take pictures. And like, when I got to that point in my career, I like blew up and it was simply because I loved that. I like, I found something that I loved. And I think oftentimes we don't take the, we don't find what we love because we, we do what we think we should do or we do what everybody else is doing or whatever, you know? So like speaking of mindset, it's important. It's number one, because like, we're going to go over a few things right now. I have the same points I had last time. And I'll be the first to say this. I didn't invent this stuff. Right. And the person, the people that I've learned it from probably didn't invent it. I don't know. It's, there's a lot of great information if you look for it online, but if you don't have the right mindset, it just goes in one eye and out the ear. Like it just, it never makes sense to you. It never sticks in your mind because you're not in the right mindset. You know, like the first tip we talked about was calling the listing agent before submitting your offer. You know, if you already hate other agents, that's not going to go well. If you have a big ego and you're not humble, that's, that call is not going to go very well. You know, so it's, it's a matter of mindset first, then learn everything and apply everything that you're learning. Right. So I don't know if you want to get through, go start going through these uh, again and chat about them or how do you want to structure it this time? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, cause there, there were some people that were here last week, some people that weren't. Um, I know uh, Lisa put in the comments that the uh, advice about really getting to know the other agent and what makes them tick was kind of something that stood out for her. Um, so yeah. I think that, I think that that's, that's important. I mean, it's not just about yeah. what makes the seller tick, right? It's not just about the seller. Let's be real. Well, okay. The agent is the gatekeeper. Right. Right. The agent's going to tell that seller. I do it all the time. I help a lot of sellers. I tell sellers, I tell sellers all the time. I really liked that this agent did this. I really liked that this agent set their client up for success. I really liked that their agent was communicative. I really like the agent's lender. I really like, I, th I think this person is going to be a really good person to work with. And so mm -hmm. like, let's be real. Like that is, I mean, we know sellers choose the offer. The sellers choose it. But if we are trying to tell ourselves that they're the only ones who have a, have a decision in making the the only decision makers there, that's no. not true. And that's, <laughs> that's, true. that's never, and it's never, it's always been that way, always, forever, you know? And that, that's not to say that, I and mean, there's maybe some people on the line that say, that are on the call saying, well, I never do that. I just let my sellers make the choice. It, you have some influence. You have some influence. And the people that are bringing the offers, like if you don't like someone... <laughs> You're just going to, it's going to show, even if you say nothing, right? Your sellers ask you like, so what do you think about this one? You'll be like, well, it's pretty good. You know, <laughs> like that's about it. <laughs> it's a pretty good offer. I like it. But so yeah, mindset first, getting the real lesson here is just have good relationships with the other agents and have a good work ethic and let them see it. And, and in talking to them, they will know, they'll know that you're a great agent. You bring great offers. And if you don't bring a great offer because they like you, they're going to come back and go, Hey, you know what? That offer, it was pretty good, but here's what I recommend. And I'm going to go meet them on Thursday. And I want you to do X, Y, Z before I meet them so that you actually have a chance. 
that happens all the time, right? Yep. So that's that's the strategy number one. The strategy number two is always include an offer checklist, which is very simple. It's just a cover page that basically identifies everything you're including in your offer from the contract names, from if um, and anything and the lender approval, uh, breaking it down, right? Um, and then number three, deliver your offer to the listing agent in person. If you could do it in person, if you could do it on a Zoom call, like, hey, can we get on a Zoom call real quick or doing video like D. Jones says, do a, make a video going over your offer and deliver it to them. Uh, whatever you can do to present the offer to your uh, listing agent, because I think that makes a big difference too. It's they think about it. You write an offer, some other person with a completely different mind, completely different distraction reads your offer. They're not going to deliver it the way you want it to be delivered. So it's like future pacing the agent because once you future pace them and they go to present your offer, they're just going to naturally their memory is going to trigger the conversation they had with you. And even if they don't remember verbatim, they're going to remember you the way you presented it and they'll deliver it that way. Okay. And I think, um, I think I, can I add on to that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just for, for an example of how effective that is, um, I have in this, this, in the last two weeks, I've reviewed over 50 offers for my sellers. Not one of them had a video. So just so you know, there's literally nobody doing it. I do it every single time, whether it be mm -hmm. a video text to the agent or whether it be a bomb bomb video included in my offer. I do it every time, uh, but not one person. I've reviewed 50 in the last two weeks. And I'm just yeah. about to get two more houses on the market. And I'm going to bet that no one else is going to do it either. So if you're doing that, you're doing it a million times more than anybody else. So going back to the, the, the listing agent having an influence to the seller, what do you think that listing agent's going to say to that seller? This yeah, person went above and beyond. They're probably going to go above and beyond during the transaction, right? So yes. something to think about. Yes. Yes, definitely. I mean, in, in real estate, it's so easy to stand out if you just do a little bit. It's crazy. If you just put a little bit extra effort, you will stand out above everybody else because most people are just fighting for the low hanging fruit and that's like across the board on many you know i mean low hanging fruit i don't just mean listings and buyers i mean there's opportunities to go above and beyond all the time in your business all the time you probably think about them you're like nah i don't have to do that well next time don't nah and do it like whatever you think oh that would be cool you know i bet they'd appreciate this do it just do it and you once you get in the habit of doing it, it becomes a natural thing. Then you're no longer putting in extra effort. You're just being a great agent. And when you just naturally are a great agent, things start to happen differently because you are by default, a better agent than most people. Okay. So the next one would be, uh, we already talked about it. Present your offer with the video, right? Um, D says she does it. Linnea says she does it. It's, it's probably if more and more people start doing it, it's going to take a decade. So whoever is doing it now, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this guy named Christoph Chu. He is a big Beverly Hills agent. He um, was, uh, I think my bomb bomb gave him an award for being like the number one video influencer. He started in like 2009 or something and making crappy videos on a little flip phone. And you know, back in those days, people 
think it's weird or they're like, why are you doing that? You know, it looks funny or whatever. Or maybe he was being self-conscious too. But now in 20, I think that award is probably like 2020 or 2021. But if you look him up, he does really simple videos. Like he just drives through the neighborhood. So what am I saying here is present your offer with the video. And anytime you have the opportunity to take the extra step, even if it's just a little extra step, do it, do it. Right. Um, so larger earnest money deposit, you know, that's um, self-explanatory. Personalized letter to the seller. Now, I know there's this big thing about it's not allowed and all this stuff. I, and last time I said, have your buyers make a video, put it public on their social media. Something very simple. Like, hey, guys, we want to share your our home buying journey with you guys. We are so excited to buy a house because our dog needs a yard. Our kids need a place to play when it's raining outside, you know, whatever. Because the, the chances of them seeing your video are pretty high. If they if you have a strong offer, that would just take it up a notch. That's and there's, a good idea. I'd never yeah, thought about could, that. Have them just post it because you know everyone's going to stalk them anyway. Once they find out the names of the of the seller or the buyers, they're going to stalk. They're going to look them up anyway, yeah, right? So yeah, really good idea. You can even you can even put a QR code on the envelope. I mean, like it just it, there's so many ways. And I said this last time. I said you know if you let the fact that the DRE or whoever says no love letters, if you let that stop you, you're already done. You're already done because there's many ways to 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 announce to you know to to get the message across basically is what i'm saying the next strategy is offer free occupancy so take advantage i know most of us when we buy a house there's a period of time where it's like it feels like you're you don't have a payment right it feels like it and it's because you don't get the bill yet it's not due yet for like a month month and a half or whatever the case may be if you get that opportunity tell your buyers to leverage it don't take it don't put it in your pocket, give it away to the seller, right? So offer the free occupancy to the seller. Hey, listen, you don't have to give them the whole month. Just ask them, ask the agent in that first conversation, what do the sellers need? When they sell, do they have somewhere to go? When you are concerned for the seller too, you're automatically on their team. When you are asking questions like, where are they going to go? Did they already find a house? Um, do they need some time, you know, we're more than happy to give them more than enough time, right? Yes, making the, the seller's life easier. And that's really what it comes down to is, is you are doing everything you can to make the clients, both clients, lives easier. And that's another opportunity to go above and beyond, right? Um, do you want to add anything to that, Lenny? Well, I think, um, you know, talk, that's talking about more a little like, like terms, right? I mean, you yeah. we talked about earnest money. I, I mean, you're going to know, you're gonna have to know your market, what terms are going to be better. So you want to like, yeah. not only speak to what makes the seller's life easier, what makes the agent's life easier, but like, you know, what, I mean, what are you, what are you competing against? I mean, if you can find out what you're competing against, I think that's a really good question to ask is like, what am I competing against? A lot of times, you know, the last, the last couple of buyers I put in contract, uh, I've, I've literally the, this one, I just got a contingent offer accepted, took me one, one showing one offer we're in, we're in contract. The second one or the, the one before that was, I showed three homes. 
and wrote three offers and got the third one in contract. It took me less than a week to get them in contract. And the reason they got it came off, the, the house came off market early. They wanted to do a review date. The house came off market early. And the reason why is because I, I mean, literally I'm doing all the things that Gabriel just said. I called the agent, I sent a video, um, I wrote the offer and I, I basically just said, hey, here is our offer. Is this good enough to get your sellers to take it off market? Here's exactly what I've done to do my due diligence on knowing that this is a good offer for this particular home. And she said, I think so. And that's how, that's what happened. I, so I literally presented my client to my, to the listing agent before I even wrote the offer. And I think that that's, a, I don't know if you're even going to go to that point, but I think that's the other piece to it is that a lot of times like as buyer's agents, it's like, we don't want to play all our clients cards out on the table for whatever reason, because we don't, yeah. we don't want to, but like, you kind of have to right now, like you're going to be wasting your time. So yeah. it's kind of like, what's more valuable to you? Like get, stop wasting your time and getting your people in contract or not laying all their cards on the table. I mean, if they tell you it's not good enough, then don't write, don't write the offer. Yep. And I had a thought as you were talking, I want to share it before it goes away. You know, in, in normal or more less competitive markets, you know, people are just doing their thing, getting offers accepted, rejected, moving on with their life. This, this kind of market, whether it's buyer or seller, because it will flip if those, those of you who have not been in the business long enough, it will shift. And you need to shift with it. But my point is, these kind of markets are the markets where you have to do a great job. You have to do more. So it brings out the best agents that rise to the top that are willing to do what it takes. So be one of those agents. People who are doing lots of deals, it's not because they're superhuman. They're just doing a little more than you, just a little bit. Okay. Um, the next point is a personalized letter, free occupancy, write an escalation clause. That's pretty self-explanatory, right? Make sure you learn what it is, how to leverage it, um, and use it with your terms and conditions. Um, so yeah, that's a that's an easy one. Bring your inspector to like me on the other end, because if it's me on the other end, I'm just taking you to your top if it's the top. I'm counting. <laughs> so there you go. There's some pros and cons to it, the escalation clause, sorry. Well, that's and that's a good point. I think in some cases, just getting your foot into negotiations is the goal. Like mm. that's the first goal. It's not, forget getting it accepted. How can we get in communications? How can we not be part of the group that gets it ignored and rejected? And that's by writing a clean offer, right? Yep. Yeah, write a clean offer, but throw some extra stuff in there. So... Um, the next one is bring your inspector to the showing. We talked about that briefly or not briefly. We talked about it last time. Is there anything else you want to add to that? No, I think that in and of itself is an awesome tip. I'd never thought about that before. Yeah. And, and like I said, last time, you don't have to do it to every showing, but when you see a house, if you, if you see it online and you automatically love it, then you probably should bring your inspector. If you're not sure, go look at it. First. The other thing, the other thing to do, like, um, like doing due diligence on the front end before you do that would be like, if it's a neighborhood, like if, I would have your buyers drive by before you bring an inspector out there, because like inspector, you know, it's going to cost your buyers money to have the inspector come there. They're not going to come for free. Um, so I would have your buyers drive by to make sure they even like the exterior of the house and the neighborhood and then bring the inspector by would be my caveat to that, I think. Yeah. And I mean, to save money, just make sure you love the house. Like it, yeah. once, once the house, it's like, yes, I definitely want this house. Like then, then it's time to do that. And another thing is like, some people say, well, my buyers aren't going to pay for that. Well, then your buyers are cheapskates. I don't know. I, 
in my opinion, look, buying a house is not something you come in with the cheap mindset mentality. Mm -hmm. Can you be money conscious? Yes. Can you save where you can? Yes. All that stuff. But buying a house, like you're buying a freaking house, like this is hundreds of thousands of dollars. You don't just decide and do it tomorrow. You plan for it. So when you have your buyer's consultation, this should be a conversation that you have with them. Like how much money do you have to get this done? Most, I know it happens all the time. Buyers are kind of hesitant to talk about money, right? They barely want to talk about their pre-approval and their down payment, but you need to get to a point with them where they're comfortable enough to talk, like open up, like, look, talk to me. I'm on your side. I need to know this. How much money do you have to spend on getting a house? We need to know, especially in this market. Okay. So, uh, be do a great presentation earn their trust let them know that it's super confidential you never ever ever talk about their business to anybody and ask them straight up how much money do you have i need to know it's important okay all right Wait, what, um, what is kevin holding up there never what it's too blurry never skimp on what never skimp on inspections it no. will come back to buy you yeah Never yeah, skimp. Sure. Right. I always sure. tell my clients, I said, you should get a, 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 pro, a property, a general property inspection, a roof inspection, and a termite wood pest inspection all at once and just knock it out. And uh, for all of it, you know, just, just do it because it will cost you, uh, if you buy that home, it will cost you a lot of money in the long run, especially if there's issues with the roof. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. So anyways. Sorry for the blurriness. <laughs> no, no, that's a, it's true. It's very true. And like Gabriel to, um, I just had a really good thought that just fleeted in and out of my mind. So that's what's come back to it. Happens. <laughs> it was a really good point too. Darn it. Okay. I hate when that happens. That happens to it. me all. That's why I interrupt people. I'm like, wait, let me tell you this. Because it. <laughs> like I'm not trying to say where else my point is going to go in and out really fast. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, fortunately, I record my coaching sessions. When that happens, you know, I watch all of them every time I remember. I go, oh, yeah, that one thought came back. <laughs> Anyways, um, next one is have your lender have your lender call the listing agent to present the buyer's approval. Yes, absolutely. You should always like that's part of their job. They just never do it because they don't have to. Do you know what I'm saying? That like that should the lender should be just as involved as you are get them involved. If they're not, if they're a lender that just kind of hangs out in the back waiting for deals to, uh, uh, hold on a second, buddy. I bring you lots of business. You and I both need to tackle this one. Right. And I'm obviously not with that attitude. It's your friend. You want to be nice and professional and all that, but it's just for so long. I get so tired of lenders, escrow title, all these people that just kind of chill out and wait for business. And you're like, no, bro. You should be involved too. Escrow, you need to be involved. Hey, I need to sign by the client. Okay, call the client. Why are you calling me? Do your job. You're getting lots of money for this. I bring you lots of business all year. Please help me out here. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work, right? So remember to leverage, not just the lender, but everybody. Leverage everybody. Uh, teamwork, everybody does uh, their share to get it done. Because oftentimes it happens to newer people all the time, newer people, like two years or less in the business, then they 
wake up, they're like, wait a minute, why, why is everybody making me do all the work? Right. So wake up about that. Have we your have, lender call the listing agent. So we have just a couple of minutes left. Um, Gabriel, yeah. how, many, how many more tips did you have? So I want to make sure we have a couple uh, questions, like time for a couple of questions if there are any. Yes, that's pretty much it. The last one is have your lender submit a uh, property inspection waiver, which we talked about last time. Um, and that's, you know, of course, you want to talk about it with your clients and the listing agent and whatever before you have them submit the property and inspection waiver if you feel the house is, um, you know, in decent, decent condition. Not perfect, but whatever. So, yeah, awesome. we're good. I think a couple, another, another caveat to that or piece to that is like, if, because um, Dee had mentioned earlier that she has her lender do a video. If you and your lender can do a video together, then mm -hmm. it shows even a better team. Like it shows to the list, the listing side that, hey, this is a really good team. They're in communication with each other, with each other. Cause I can't tell you how many times like I've either had to call the lender because I can't get a hold of the agent or I had to call the agent because I can't get a hold of the lender. And there's been sometimes I've yeah. had to call escrow because I can't get a hold of either the lender or the agent. So if you can have your team together record a video, even if it's not every particular offer, like even if it's just the beginning of getting the buyer, once you got them pre-approved, you sit there together and tell the buyer's story on camera and then use that for every offer that you submit. Like that just shows a better all around um, team. So yeah. And Dee just said it. I was going to say when you, you know, when you first open escrow or get together, the first opportunity you have to talk to your lender and your transaction coordinator at the same time, record it, let them know, of course, but record snippet a little portion that's geared towards the listing agent out of that meeting. Go, hey, just want to just want to get you in the loop already. Here is us uh, talking about this transaction and that this part I wanted you to hear. Boom. Right. One minute part of it or whatever. Good. Well, that's it. If you guys have questions or. Uh, All right. Comments, yeah. concerns, hallucinations, emotional overload. Now's the time. I'll go. Good morning. Good morning. So in the, so I have I haven't gone out there yet. It's coming to make offers, but I know in LA where I am, like houses are flying like everywhere. How do you have the conversation with your clients about, like not being responsible, not suggesting to waive an inspection? I mean, to me. Personally, if I was buying the house, I would never do it unless I paid prior. Like you said, bring your inspector and have it done prior. But I, yeah. I can't imagine. Like, I think, could they ever uh, blame you, sue you? You know. Well, you never want to tell people to do anything, right? You always want to give them options, right? And I think most most people probably think the inspection is mandatory. Like you got, you have to. They think that. So if you explain it to them. This takes us back to doing a proper uh, uh, buyer consultation. consultation. Like, you know, just like you do, well, just like you should do with your listings, a very in-depth, detailed listing consultation. You have to do one with all of your buyers. Most people don't. It's insanity. I used so, to. I, I used to. I mostly did new construction. But when I did resale, I always mm -hmm. I did a, a yeah. long one and gone like over a thorough, so thorough. Different. Yeah. But the market's so different. So how would you have the conversation saying this is what's going it's, on in the market right the now? Market. You need to be comfortable yeah. with doing that. And it's a yeah. risk. 100%. No, I, That's exactly I what think, I do. 
Sorry, I do. Sorry, I do exactly that, Janine. In my buyer consultation, it's literally like, listen, this is what the market looks like right now. These are the last, like, because I help buyers and sellers, I can tell you what it looks like from a buyer's perspective and what it looks like from a seller's perspective. These are what type of offers are being accepted in this market. Are you willing and comfortable to make this type of offer? And I literally say that. Now, you don't have to. You don't have to do anything I tell you, but I'm. I am telling you that if you do my guidance, it's going to save you time and stress. Yeah. It, like I said, you just, you give them the options. You clearly um, explain to them the process, their options, their choices, like, but let them decide, right? It's right. when people give you the facts, like, look, this is A, this is B, what do you want to do? Sure. If you're reasonably, you know, smart human, you go, well, I definitely want to do that. Yeah. That makes more sense. I'm good at explaining it. I just need to know like what Linnea is saying. What's the talk? What am I saying? Like I'll, I'll minor bird what Linnea just said. No problem. Are these recorded? Last week, Linnea, you said a lot of things that were really good for me to pick up to repeat to the buyers. Are they you guys know, let me give you the answer to that right now. You, you need to role play and practice your presentation. That's the problem right there. It's right. not about knowing what to say, memorizing this. It's not about that at all. And that's what everybody tries to do. You go, you go on a webinar, you go to some seminar, you hear a bunch of awesome things, you try to memorize it all or you take notes and then you try to do it to your clients and it's like verbal vomit in the consultation because you've never practiced it. So yes, I don't care how good you are, please role play and practice at the very least your prospecting and presentations, because you're the better you get at delivering, the more your conversion rate's going to go up, the more your clients are going to appreciate it, the more it comes off natural. Uh, it's, you know, and as far as what you said about like, and I used to do it, but not in this market, you know, the market can shift all at once. If you have a solid presentation, the right conversation will come out, the right topics, the right questions, the right, you know, like Linnea says, this is what I tell them. I tell them directly how it is and how are they going to win? If they want to do it, that's, that's up to them. Yeah. Like you do that every time, but the consultation needs to be solid. I'm talking about, you need to have probably 25 questions that you're asking them and And going over the current market. Don't you host a role-playing call for people? I do. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. We cover a lot of stuff. Um, I, you're all invited. It's something I do complimentary. Yes, it's because I want you to see the value in my coaching and then eventually join my coaching program. But if you want to just come to check it out, uh, everybody walks away with value. I cannot tell you how many times I get messages daily. Oh my God, the role play session is totally helping me out. You know, I, and it's, I role playing and practicing scripts. It feels like such a rookie move, but I'm telling you, if you don't, practice. I don't care what level you're at. You're not getting better. You're not evolving with the market. You're not evolving with your clients. You know, talking to a millennial is different than talking to a baby boomer. Yep. Big time, 100%. big time. If you're not practicing and you go talk to a, a millennial right now, they're going to school you. They're going to be like, well, actually I Googled this and they're, they're right. Guess what? They're smart. Okay. Like they know what they're talking about. Uh, but not to say baby boomers aren't, but I'm saying, you know, in, in, in the past, like the information wasn't so available. Just YouTube alone can teach you all about the, the buying process. So that's all I'm saying is please practice. Please put in the practice. 
So um, Lisa just put the replays if you want to watch them. They're in the chat for you. Um, also, I did create a registration link. If you want the link to the replay sent to you, please go to my calendar, work with Linnea and find the um, Power uh, Power Tips Wednesdays, register for that, and you can get the replays automatically sent to you. So um, other than that, um, Kelly's asking how to sign up for role play and then let's call it quits. Thank you guys for still being here. I know we're seven minutes over time. So thank you all for being here. So yeah, um, thank you all for your patience. Um, just go to my website. That's the easiest. My website is my last name, first name, Olgeen gabriel.com and in the coaching programs page at the bottom there's a little you know link to uh to to sign up and it, you got to register every time because i don't want a bunch of random people on there i just don't so that's just the way i do it you know every every i suggest every monday you go to my calendly link you register for all three and you're done that's that's how i keep it okay all right, everyone. Thank you so much. Um, you guys were great. Gabriel, again, thank you for your time. I enjoy having more. My, My pleasure. You guys have a great day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.